What is going on, everyone? And welcome to, I think it's episode number 35. I didn't count this time, but it's like episode 34 or 35 of Bootstrap Growth. I'm your host, Ned Eric. And today, I want to make this short, quick, and extremely actionable for you. You clicked on this podcast because you saw Ned made another podcast, but you may have also clicked on this podcast because it said, sell like George Clooney. The title of this podcast is Sell Like George Clooney. And the reason I picked George Clooney is because he is just an absolute heartthrob and probably one of the best actors in our generation. If you don't like George Clooney, pick another actor. Sell like your favorite actor. And the reason I'm saying this is because this this podcast, I couldn't think of that word. I couldn't think of that word. It is Monday morning, but is for the SDRs, the AEs, the individuals that are out there, the founders, the co-founders that are still selling, that are out there and they're really trying to figure out what to say next during cold calls, during demos, during discoveries. They're looking at you know conversations that they've had and people are going dark on them. And you're consistently maybe getting stumped by prospects or really potentially you're losing composure, if you will, um, when it comes to calls, cold calls, discovery calls, demos, you're not sure what to do. You're not sure where to go. You're not sure how to take the next step. And the reason is, is I had a conversation on Friday with a young SDR um, who came to me and I asked, it was asking for some advice. Um, and let me, let me just kind of let you guys know, if you are someone who is asking a person for advice and they give you advice, don't make your initial reaction, oh, I've already tried that, that won't work. Just a just a, a thing. Like, let me just tell you, um, maybe if you're listening to this, that the person I talked to, um, try it. I think one of the biggest things that you need to do is that when you have these conversations with people who potentially you're looking to mentor you or to be a voice in your life, um, and they give you a piece of advice that um, may seem basic, may seem like, ah, yeah, well, duh, of course. There's a reason that they're giving you that advice. Take that advice and move with it. Any hooser. I had a conversation and I, I... I said, hey, you know, talk to me about your scripts. And his answer was, what scripts? And I said, your, your, your sales scripts. Like, do you have a script for your cold call? Do you have a script for discovery? Do you have a framework for your demo, a script for that? He was like, no, those are, you know, I, I didn't think those were necessary. Uh, I think they make people sound robotic, things like that. And I love, I, I think I, I, I think this is in, one of their books. It's in sales. I think it's in the sales enablement playbook from Corey Bray and Hillman Sori. Um, I think it is. It might be in triangle selling. Um, either way, get all their books, sell the way they sell, and you'll make bajillions of dollars. That being said, they have this really, really good analogy around scripting. Is when someone's like, oh, well, I don't want to sound scripted. Um, Corey will say like, oh, what's your favorite movie? They'll name a movie. And then they'll say something to the extent of like, hey, is there a quote from that movie that you think, you know, was really delivered well? Or, you know, is there some is there a, a quote that you consistently um, think back on right from the movie? 
And the person will typically be like, oh yeah, you know, I like this, 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 you know, oh, like I, and they'll, they'll say that the quote, they'll deliver it. And oh yeah, it was really cool when the, you know, character said this, right. And basically the whole premise around that is Corey ends that conversation with, hey, any chance that the line from the movie was scripted? You know, maybe like in a movie script. And it's actually funny. <laughs> this is funny that, that this actually just came to my mind. Um, as I was saying this, I was watching TV with a friend of mine the other day. And we're literally sitting on the couch. And he goes, we're watching Friends, by the way, which is a really good show if you don't like it. Sorry. It's a really good show. Although, I hate Ross. Like, seriously. How does this guy go from like dating a girl, Rachel, AKA Jennifer Aniston and not keeping her anyway, way off topic. Someone give me a one-star review and tell me that I ramble too much, please. I need more one-star reviews telling me how much I ramble. The end, hard stop. Um, but basically I was sitting there and he looks at me, he goes, bro, isn't it crazy how when we watch this, it seems like they're real people. That like, and, and then we got into this conversation, but that right there is exactly why you need scripts. Scripts aren't bad. Now, poorly delivered scripts are bad. Like, dude, we've all seen the sitcoms where it's like just one liner after one liner after one liner after one liner that's scripted, but it just seems so robotic and it seems like that didn't fit right. Actors practice their lines, right? Actors get into a character, Actors, uh, you know, are 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 consistently there. There are actors that are called method actors. Like I think Johnny Depp's one, where literally, when he is a movie, when he is actually shooting a movie, he does not ever get out of character. That's crazy, but actors take their profession so seriously that the script that they are given, they memorize those lines. They use inflection, tonality in the way that their character would use that. Jordan Peterson actually just uh, just had an interview with Matthew McConaughey um, about his uh, his role in oh, what was the show? Um, True Detective. When he was like that 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 detective, and he talked to him about like how hard is it to like get into those rough roles, right? And one of the things that he talked about was just embodying that character, embodying the script, taking the script and, and putting that character into it. And I think the thing is, the reason that salespeople think that scripting is so bad and it sounds robotic is because you don't know your script. You don't know how to deliver over the phone to prospects. You haven't embodied a character. A character of which is potentially you. But you haven't taken the time to understand in every situation that you're going to be in who you are and what it takes for you to deliver a script in a way that your friend will look at you while you're making cold calls and go, wow, you sound like a real person. One of the things that I learned early in my career, and, and, and I got this from a mentor, was that Acting skills go a long way when really trying to sell. I took improv for a year because one of my mentors was like, hey, go take improv classes. 
Go learn how to think on your feet. The yes and, right? Yes and principle from improv is massive in sales. Think about this. You have your, you know, your dramatic pauses or your, you know, uh, your, your random size or your tonality, your inflection, your response to um, an out of the, you know, out of the park, off the wall objection. That is all acting. Right? Think about your tonality when you are when you are talking to someone about their pain, one of the things that I got called out on actually within the last year uh, from a mentor was the fact that I was using great, awesome, cool, sounds good after someone was telling me a pain. That's not okay. Because then they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, like I have that pain. Yeah, me too. Cool. You have to present your offering in a way that is compelling, that is going to drive people to change, and that is going to get someone to go, dang, I actually think that I need this. I at least need to get a meeting with this person, right? And so when I say sell like George Clooney, what I mean is that all of these things that you're doing, the words on the paper, obviously if read like just words on a paper, are going to be robotic. But a sales script for your cold calls, for your discovery calls, for your demos, and understanding how to react, how to compel someone to move, how to change your tonality and your inflection is so important. And that's why I consistently go back to closed loop when I talk about this, because one of the things that they talk about just a lot is truly is is when you have your call intro, you have your plan, you have your elevator pitch, that you have something tight, right? That it is pain oriented and that you don't fumble your words. You can create a good impression that's going to create some rapport that you know what you know this person's going through and you really understand it. And really that you understand the person on the other end of the phone that you're talking to, right? Know the specifics around the challenges that they're facing. Know the specifics around the pain that they potentially could be chasing and really talk specifically around, you know, the solution that you provided other customers and really understand that they're probably going to have some sort of negative response to you and have those responses already in place, right? And so my what i'm basically saying here is this to sell like george clooney is you have to get into a mindset a place right you have to get into i know morgan ingram talks about you know putting some music on getting into a a state right a state of like just excitement to to do your cold calls getting that you know aspect of things right but really understand that like you have to get into a state and you have to have already practiced your script before you pick that phone up, right? A fully scripted cold call from like end to end, like with like every objection and everything that could ever go wrong in the history of the world is not a good idea because you're going to be fumbling through. You're going to be like scrolling. You're going to be looking. You're going to be going through. But having 
snippets that can really just be, you know, pulled out and used quickly, it's going to number one, help you be more confident. It's going to help you be more effective and it's going to help you be more efficient in the way that you're able to create either a need or disqualify quickly. And really like, to be honest, that there's going to be some effort that's going to take, right? And I'll share with you guys my script here, um, pretty much all the way down. Um, I'll just share it. I've got it here. And you guys can completely take it. You can run with it. And, you know, obviously use your tonality. If you don't like some of the words that I'm using, you can change some of the words. You can change some of the, the things that I ask you. Um, and then we can go from there. But the way that it works is I, I, I start out with um, typically um, if I don't have human verified data, which I don't have much, um, typically I am asking for the person. So um, it'll start out be like, you know, um, hey, I was calling for uh, Jim Smith. This is Jim, right? Because there have been times where I've been like, oh, hey, Jim. And it's like, this isn't Jim. And you're just like, oh, okay. So I'll just say, hey, I was calling for Jim Smith. This is Jim. You know, how can I help you? Hey, Jim, this is Ned with Canny. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell, does it? Right? That laugh right there, automatically, what I've noticed is it automatically either brings down a little bit of a guard from the other person or um, they'll actually laugh a little bit and be like, no, nah, dude, what's up? Right. And I'll, I'll typically say, Hey, totally fine story in my life. Something joking like that. Um, and then from there I go one of two ways. So one of the ways that I cold call is if I, if it does sound like maybe they're in a busy place, if they sound a little bit rushed, if they sound like, Hey, this guy's probably going to like, if the guy doesn't basically laugh on the other end of the line, when I say that I'll say something like, Hey, sounds like I've caught you a little bit of a bad time. I won't ask them if it's a bad time. I won't ask them if it's a good time. I will tell them, hey, it sounds like I've caught you at a little bit of a bad time. And the reason is, is because that catches them off guard. Typically, salespeople are not going to say like, you know, call out the almost obvious. And so I'll say that. Otherwise, if they are a little bit more vocal, hey, you know what's going on? They're a little bit more jovial. I'll go into... Hey, Jim, um, you know, I see that you're VP of product over at Acme Core. Um, are you also running product strategy? Right. I get right to the point with them. Just, hey, cool. Awesome. Right. I want to understand who I'm talking to, what I'm talking about. And then from there, and they go, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll say, oh, okay. In, in that case, in 60 seconds, um, you know, I can tell you why I called and then you tell me if it makes sense for us to keep talking or if I should kick rocks. Does that sound okay? Yep. Upfront contract, right? Every, anyone and everyone um, who knows Sandler knows upfront contracts. But what this is, is this is, there is a, you know, any everyone should go and really read um, Triangle Selling because it really does talk to you about the psychology of sales. One of them being scale, right? Where basically what you're doing in that sense is the C of scale is called certainty. And we as human beings, when we aren't certain of something, we start to get scared and we start to run away from it. And so basically the whole premise of it is that right there, I'm giving this guy some certainty. Hey, you know, in, in, in 60 seconds, you can hang up on me if this isn't a good fit. 
right? I'm telling them, hey, in 60 seconds, I will be out of your hair, right? And then from there, I go into my pain statement. And this, for those of you guys that have been following me for a while, has been how I've pitched for quite a while. And it's something to the extent of, hey, typically we're working with other personas who are struggling with X, frustrated with Y, concerned about Z. And these aren't issues you're dealing with, are they? Right? You're giving them an out. You're sort of giving, going for no, or you're really, you're not just telling them like, hey, these are the issues that you're going for because, or, or that you're going through and you suck because part of the scale formula is the S is status. And if you break someone's status, we actually in our brain get a response that is akin to getting hurt physically, right? It's one of those things that if you've ever been embarrassed in public, um, it's, there's a pain. If you can like go back to a time where you were severely embarrassed, I bet you feel right now what you felt during that embarrassment, right? And so basically what you're doing is, hey, we're working with other people that have these issues, but these aren't things that you're dealing with, are they? And it gives them an opportunity to go, no, we've got that under control or yeah, actually, you know, we just got out of a meeting and we've been talking about this and I think it might be worth having a conversation, right? And so let's say they, they say, no, those aren't things that we're dealing with. What's the next step? right? I'll tell you the way that I handle that objection. Hey, you know, because here's the thing, no one's going to say not interested after you say this pain statement. One out of a hundred people will be like, ah, oh, not interested. Okay, cool. And if they do forget them, hang up the phone, bye. But if someone's like, no, we use this tool or we use this tool. Honestly, this is how I, I I roll with it all the time. You know, hey, you know, no, we've, uh, you know, we we're right now we're using, uh, you know, product X, and you know, it's it's going really well for us right now. I'll say, hey, you know, great. You know, other folks that have told me that they're using product X. Now this takes research, but once you have this, this rebuttal is amazing. Hey, great to hear. You know, other folks that have told me uh, that they're using product X uh, told me they're upset about the complexity of the actual product and the lack of adoption across their team. Um, and they're struggling with why. And they're really concerned that there's another problem with that product, right? Do any of these sound familiar to you? Because what you're doing there is you're creating this, like at this point, you're going in for another pain statement. But that pain statement is now surrounded you're surrounding what they've told you. No, we're, we're all good. Oh, cool. I mean, that sounds great. Other folks that have told me they're all good have been frustrated with X, right? So understand, get your top two to three objections that you get on a normal basis after this pain statement and then come up with three pains around that. Oh, we're all good. Hey, that's awesome to hear. You know, other folks that have told me they're all good are, they are definitely dealing with this, this, and this. Other people have told me that they use product X. have told me they're frustrated with X, Y, and Z. Other people that have told me to get the F out of their face are frustrated with their home life, their marriage. And you, you, yeah, you, that's a joke. Don't, don't do that. But so basically what you're doing is you're, you're digging deeper into what they've said. So when you get an objection that says, no, we're all set. 
or no, we use product X, go deeper into why they are have what other people are having pains with product X, right? Let me know if that makes sense there as well. Um, and then by the way, if they go, no, that doesn't sound like familiar, we're actually really good, this is how I end it. Hey, well, it sounds like uh, you're in great shape over there. Uh, probably can't really be of any service to you since you've got everything under control. Um, unless there's possibly something related to what you do here, right? A candy would be uh, something related to customer feedback that's a priority right now. You're going in for one final ask. So I've gone in, hey, are these the top, these are the top three things that we're working with? No, you're okay. Okay, well, people that tell me they're okay are dealing with these things. No, actually, I think we're actually, we're all set. Hey, awesome. Well, we're probably not gonna be good unless there's something you're not telling me is basically what you're saying. You're saying like, well, unless there's something else related to customer feedback, that's a priority. Sales enablement, that's a priority. Strategy, that's a priority. Management, that's a priority. Whatever it is, and you're going right back into that, right? And so that's where, because most of the time you are probably going to get people, no, we're good. No worries. Okay, cool. Hey, typically people that tell me they're good are really upset about the complexity and lack of adoption of this. You know, they're struggling with really building on, you know, really dig into another three. And then on that third one, tell, basically give them an out. Say, hey, we're not going to be able to help you unless. Hold up. One, one last thing before I, before I walk out the door, right? Now, if you do your first pain statement and they're like, yeah, actually, we totally just got out of a meeting. Um, what do you have? Don't just go into pitching your features and benefits. Don't just go and pitching your features and benefits. The way that I'll do it is, you know, typically I'll say, the, you know, typically the way people answer is like, well, you know, we're, I feel like we're doing okay on X. Y could definitely be used, could be done better. And, and Z, I think, yeah, I think you're spot on with Z. That's typically how people will answer the question. Um, and so you want to ask them just a, a high level question around your product. Okay. Well, I mean, curious. I mean, how are you right now today? How are you leveraging your customer feedback today to prioritize your product enhancements? Well, we're doing this or we're doing this or we're doing that. Hey, you know, how are you leveraging your sales team to prioritize this, to enhance your revenue? How are you leveraging this or that, right? Just a high level question. Let them talk a little bit more and then just listen. I see. Tell me more. If I understand you correctly, you're doing X, Y, and Z, right? Sounds like your team may be stretched a little too thin. Is that right? Right? Wow, I can imagine that's not easy to manage all that while you're still performing your other obligations. Cool, cool. How long have you been doing it this way? Have you done anything to fix this? Right? These kind of things are just quick questions that are going to help you drive the conversation, understand the pain a little bit more. Also understand, have them understand their pain a little bit more. And then from there, get off the phone and ask for the meeting or ask for the meeting and get off the phone. Don't get off the phone before you ask for the meeting. From there, it's simple. It's, hey, Jim, you know, I, I appreciate the conversation. I, I know I caught you in the middle of your day. Um, it does sound like this might be a priority for you, uh, Q1. I mean, would it make sense to put 30 minutes on the calendar to show you how we've helped other VPs solve these issues? 
Simple. Typically, if you've done this right, they'll say, yeah. They'll go, yeah, I, I, I could find some time. Hey, when would you have 30 minutes to, to sit down and go over product? Thursday after two, right? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll send over an invite for a, for a Zoom at three. Uh, anyone else who should attend? Right? I want to know, Is there are there other people involved in this? This is resources that we need to bring in. And then from there, I'm going to go over, hey, based on what you've heard today, what are you hoping to get out of the next conversation? Well, we're looking for this, looking for this, we're looking for this. Awesome. We'll, we'll cover that. Uh, anything else? Typically, if you ask anything else there, they'll go, eh, I'll probably know once I see the product. Great. Um, and to make sure the conversation stays relevant, is it okay if I ask some initial questions on that demo? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. And then this is where we always talk about setting next steps always. So at the beginning of the call, we set next steps by saying, hey, in 60 seconds, I'm going to be able to tell you about this. You're going to either tell me one of two things. Yep, we've got that problem. Let's talk more or go kick rocks, kids. At the end of this call, I'm already setting next steps for the end of the demo or the discovery. Hey, Jim, thanks. And just so we're on the same page, you know, walking into that meeting, um, no major decisions to make in the next meeting. Don't come with your checkbook, right? That's basically what you're saying. Don't come with your checkbook. Don't come with your credit card. Typically coming out of that conversation, you'll either realize that we won't be a good fit and that's totally fine. Um, or typically we'll schedule a conversation with you and your team, build out a proof of concept so you can get your hands on the product and test it out. Or, hey, you know, typically schedule a, a, a deeper dive demo with you and your team or whatever your next step in the process is. Hey, does that sound reasonable? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Well, that's all I have. Expect that invite shortly. Talk soon. Bye. Pleasantries. Awesome. That is my script. That's my cold call. It's simple. It's to the point. It's on paper. I can do it in my head. <coughs> Cough. I can do it in my head. But I always have it in front of me. And it's not, I don't have all the objections up there. I don't have those things. I have a framework of how I handle objections, how I handle resistance. But I don't spend a ton of time figuring that out. So if you want to sell like George Clooney, here's the thing. Get yourself a script. Get yourself something that's going to allow you to have a framework around your calls that if someone brings something off the wall, you know where to go. You're not going to sound robotic if you try it out. Dude, for those of you guys that don't know, when I'm in the car on the way to the gym in the morning, I'm doing cold calls in my head or vocally by myself in the car. I don't have like a team of people that I can role play with. So I'm doing it with myself. And then I'm thinking back on calls and being like, oh, that was said. What would I have said here? Do the things, do the hard stuff. And some of the hard stuff is actually cold calling, but it's also building out a script, understanding some of the issues that your customers have, really understanding it to an extreme depth. And from there, being able to go in and say like, hey, these are the issues that you're having. Are you having them? And also be okay with the person saying no. Be okay with the person saying no. Because if they say no, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So that's the podcast today. 
I hope you guys got a lot out of this. I gave you literally my exact script, the reasons I use it. And go use it. See if it works. If it does, awesome. Thumbs up. Great. If it doesn't, then cool. Show me a better script and we'll we'll work it out together. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this and you've been enjoying everything that I've been doing, um, I'd love a five-star review. Hit me with that five-star. And we'll be friends. Hit that review as well. Um, I love you guys. Be well. And uh, we'll talk soon. Happy Monday morning.